everybody and welcome back to Escape Rocket. This week we're taking a break from reviews and all that lot because you're going to get sick of them over the next like two months. Um, and we're going to do a bit of um, an actor character study. Um, we're going to take a look at one of the most prevalent actors at the moment, Johnny Depp. Uh, and we're gonna like, we're gonna like give our opinions and our thoughts about some of his most famous characters. Um, yeah, we're gonna be covering like all the famous ones. Um, so you know there there are some that I haven't seen or know anything about, like Edward Scissorhands and Sweeney yeah, Todd. That, that one that one passed me by a bit too, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, but um, most of them we'll we'll have stuff to say, so that's that's all good. Yeah, um, we just like we just thought it was it would be quite a nice break because the next like two months are quite review heavy um, mm-hmm. or like in depth discussion heavy, and we don't like this one's a bit more light hearted. It's also quite prevalent because this week Johnny Depp won the trial. Um, it it literally happened ten minutes ago as we we're recording this. Yeah, <laughs> um, and now it's over. I guess we can give our like slight opinion on it, and I'm very happy that Johnny Depp won. Let me put it that way. <laughs> um yeah i think it was it's obviously a very i say it's very contentious it's almost unanimously supporting johnny for everyone on the internet yeah but you know there's the pockets of amber supporters and i I don't think either of them are um completely like irreprehensible to be honest like oh no i don't think either of them are angels i just think no we've been taking the michael a bit with this situation and i'm glad that she's kind of getting a bit of uh karma let's put it that way (laughs) Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think the way they've settled it is probably fair, and I mean, at this point, her career is completely over. Like, <laughs> oh, fully, she she has nowhere to go now. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> just yeesh. Um, but with that, we are going to focus. We we this is a happier podcast. We're not going to focus on the negative stuff, uh, and we're just basically going to have a little bit of a, a chin wag about. Um, you know some of Johnny Depp's most famous characters, uh, at least from the past like twenty years. Um, yeah. So you know anyone who is a very early Johnny Depp acting career fan, we're sorry we weren't alive when they were about, so we don't really have any like reference point for them. Um, but where should we get? We'll get started with one of the smaller ones, and I'll say we could talk about uh, his character in Dark Shadows called Barnabas Collins. Yes, um, I watched Dark Shadows for the first time this week, prepare, preparing for this episode. What did you think of it? Um, it was alright. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched two movies I haven't seen before. One of them's preparing for next week, so I'm not going to spoil that. But um, I haven't really liked either of them like that much. They're just both no. just like okay. Yeah, I um, mean. It's not a work of art as a film goes, but it is pretty good, I would say. Like, <laughs> I'm biased because I like it, but... <laughs> yeah, it's got a stacked cast. Yeah, um, fully. But that, uh, yeah, that doesn't mean... I don't know, like... I guess a mini Dark Shadows review. Um, <laughs> the the main villain of the movie, the the witch... Yes. ...is just really annoying, and I don't I don't like the way that she's acted that character... Honestly, I feel like it's a film you can't put into like any genre specifically. <laughs> like, it's got a bit of romance, it's got a bit of thriller, it's got a bit of drama, it's got a bit of horror, it's got a bit of comedy, and you're like, yeah. what, what, where does this start and end? Like, can we just have one thing if this film is based on? Yeah, um, I thought it was purely going to be like a comedy 
with a bit yeah. of horror, and it, and it it kind it was both of those things, but like so many other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what did you think of Johnny Depp's character as the main question? Um, probably the best character in the film. Yeah. Which isn't surprising because Johnny Depp always is, but. Yeah, I mean, I think I said to mum and dad before that like this film although like it has a really good cast but it's the big names in the film that have the best roles and that are acted the best yeah like michelle pfeiffer's character i don't know her name i can't remember it i can't really remember anything about her relationships to anything but she was really like she acted really well then you've got helena bonham carter who was just who is <laughs> helena bonham carter that's yeah. about all. <laughs> um and then obviously you've got johnny depp who just kills that role a little bit Hat pun intended. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And like uh, when her character like opened her eyes at the end, and I was like, oh, she's alive, setting up a sequel. They did, they did the Morbius thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's, it's a weird. film that I don't think I don't know. Like part of when I, when I first watched it, I was I was younger. Oh well, I was significantly younger than I am now. Um, and at the time, I was like, oh gosh, it'd be really good with the first sequel. But I watched it again recently, not for this. I just watched it again. Um, and was like, I don't think it needs the sequel. Like, it's a cool ending, but it doesn't really need. Like, it wouldn't make sense for it to for there to be a sequel to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. I mean, yeah, they they could do one with with her. Like, yeah, I guess she's just like angry at him for, for trying to kill her or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um. But on it, like Barnabas Collins as a character is a like in terms of origins, backstory, character arc, is a really really cool diverse. Like diverse isn't the right word, but it's like a complicated character. Yeah. How he's like he was a guy who just well he was a very rich guy who fell in love with a normal girl and then got possessed, <laughs> and then became a vampire from like got cursed to be a vampire, which is a concept that. Is never put into media ever. It's normally someone bit someone, or this has just been in our family for a gazillion years, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of how the modern family sees it all. But in actual fact, Barnabas Collins was just a regular guy <laughs> who decided to try and commit suicide and then got bitten to be saved, if I remember right, or or he saved a guy. Yeah, like she, yeah, like the, the witch enchanted his girlfriend to walk off a cliff, and this way he jumped off to commit suicide, but like got bitten as he jumped i think or no she got cursed as he jumped sorry yeah there we go and it's it's a really cool concept to play around with and then the fact that the main villain of the story deliberately kept herself alive to i guess take over his position um and then like he comes back and she's like oh i'm in love with you again by the way let's let me try and like love you even though I'm a porcelain doll is how the end of the film sets that up to be. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that that was kind of interesting, I guess, that witches are, like, made of glass or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, they give up so much of themselves that they become soulless. I kind of like that concept. That's, mm. um, I mean, if, if she really wanted to express her love for him, she could have, like, not tried to kill him and many people as, around him. Yeah, uh, and then blame it on him, you know, like that was yeah, the better way to go about done it. it. <laughs> yeah, um, but like his vampires, his vampires a bit different to everything else because, like, 
often, at least nowadays, they try and portray, they try and portray a vampire a to be sexy, and Barnabas Collins isn't particularly sexy. <laughs> That's just personal opinion. Uh, <laughs> secondly, they try and make vampires like. Um, they kind of make them like anti-heroes a little bit where it's like I don't want to suck your blood like I, I'm a really good guy I'm going to try and use alternatives and blah blah and Barnabas Collins genuinely just cannot control it um, yeah. and he just goes for it and then he's like okay but I, I've got restrictions I'm not I'm not doing that to my family <laughs> like I draw a line at blood <laughs> at, well pun intended <laughs> blood relatives yeah. um, which, which is a weird that's a weird line to draw but it's a I don't know, it's different to all the other vampires you, that you see portrayed, simply because it's like he lacks humanity, but also has enough of himself like his non-vampire self in there to be like, wait, family is bad <laughs> that, would, that would be bad to do that um, and it's a really weird one Yeah, it, it, it's kind of um, it's a very Johnny Depp role like the way he plays it uh, uh, like with the mm. accent, like he's very good at the Having a British accent for some reason. Very good. Um, so and he's very charismatic, and I just enjoy watching him perform it on screen with any of the characters he plays. Mm, um, I think that's the thing, though. Like he's he's not just an actor; he's a performer. Like you could imagine mm -hmm. him taking any of the roles he's done onto a stage, and it's still translating just as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, like that's there's true. certain there's there, there's certain characters where there's like facial nuances. So like. Jack Sparrow does a lot of like weird face things um, a lot of the time, but I think you could even translate that with just the actions that he does with alongside the faces. So yeah, yeah, like the like the run. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh no, the run has literally become iconic. But we'll get onto that. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I just I think it was a, it's almost like the film was made around the character rather than the film was made as a film if that makes any sense um yeah i can see like... that because there isn't like like the story like we've said isn't that good and the other characters unless they're played by good actors even if they are played by good actors the other characters also aren't that interesting it is just kind of yeah. barnabas and then yeah yeah like a lot of characters get overshadowed a little bit um like even Chloe Grace Moretz's character gets completely overshadowed a lot of the time because she's portrayed for 75 to 80% of that film as just an angsty teen with issues. Um, yeah. And then, like, the last 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, it's like, oh, she's a werewolf, but then she gets kicked and then it isn't part of the fight for, like, the rest of the film. Um, which is, it's kind of annoying, if I'm honest, because it's like, why go <laughs> development and then make them null and void there's there's literally no point to it uh. yeah and, and i felt like that a little bit with um the the character we start with like the the human character oh yeah, yeah yeah i don't know if she's played by but i think it is um, victoria or vicky ironic um <laughs> oh yeah uh yeah so i felt like like they started off with her and i thought she was going to be like the main character until like her and Barnabas were going to be like the two big characters, but she wasn't yeah, yeah. really in the movie that much the second half. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Like those other characters then just come in. <laughs> I, mm. I, well, not. I don't. I don't know. It's a weird one. It's like. It's like I said. Like the film was about. It was Barnabas Collins' film, and then they were like, "Oh, we need to add extra characters," and then they kind of went a bit overboard. Oh. Mm. 
and in in some ways added too many characters to the film for it to then get too messy. Yeah, they they juggled quite a few things. Um, yeah, and not all of them worked. Like it would have been interesting to have more of a conflict with, um, uh, with the doctor like taking his blood and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like explore that yeah. dynamic a bit more. That would have been nice. Um, it's a, it's an odd one because like like we said, Johnny Depp's performance in it is the same as many of other many other Johnny Depp performances where he kind of steals the show, but it seems to be Johnny's film. <laughs> um. Rather than the cast's film, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like yeah. he's like the sun, and they're all just kind of rotating around him in the scene, and he's, you know, just like the the big bright thing in the middle. Yeah, and that's not even just coming from a place of like us two going, oh my gosh, we really like Johnny Depp. It's literally coming from a place of he's center frame, and I, I mean, I, I know it is meant to technically be Barnabas's story, but it is taken almost too much i think yeah it's yeah. It's, it's an odd one <laughs> and also i feel like the makeup's a bit too much i know it's tim burton but like the the pure white like yeah, yeah it's, it looks very obviously like makeup as well it's not even like it's just pale because pale people yeah, don't look yeah. like that <laughs> yeah there's there's times when like people have got like really really dark or under eyes and i'm like i get that you're trying to make them look undead or whatever but <laughs> it's a bit far. It's a, it's just just a little bit too far. Um, I think, and sometimes even the lighting looks off to me. I think like the entire vibe of it is really, really strange. Mm. For a film called Dark Shadows, it's not that dark. No, <laughs> you'd expect it to be a lot. Like I think in the UK, it's rated at a fifteen. I think, mm. and I, and part and times I don't really understand why. Because, like, if you took out, say, some of the swearing, or like, took out some of, uh, took out the weird, odd sex scene between Barnabas and the and the witch, you'd probably have like a easily a twelve A in that film. <laughs> yeah. Because there's nothing. Like, I get that there's a bit of gore at the very beginning, but like, that's in my opinion the scariest it ever gets. Yeah, like they even cut out the biggest, well, presumably biggest, like gore scene when he kills all the. All like the the people in the campfire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's it. They make decisions that are very. We're thinking this is going to be a twelve A film in terms of like cutting and editing, but then they do things like adding in a sex scene, and you're like, you could have easily made this film, I don't know, more accessible to more people if you'd have just taken that out. <laughs> um, yeah, or or more entertaining to the people that if you're going to try and. Focus in on the older audience. You could could have kept in the like the gore and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like it was almost like the film itself didn't know what rating it was, which is mm. kind of another bad thing. <laughs> um, doesn't know what rating it is. Doesn't know who the main character is. Doesn't know what genre it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, it's a film that doesn't know it's a film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. Which which is kind of a disappointment because like we've said, there are some like really shine like outshining performances in it, like Johnny Depp's, but to some degree you could say that Johnny Depp's character is the most well thought out. Um mm. which is kind of a shame because you've got big actors in there, like we said at the like at the start. There's like there's big characters there's big actors in that film, so it's a shame that Johnny Depp's is the only one that's fully thought out as a character. Yeah. Um, 
but it's still a good performance. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, we can move on to uh, a role of his that, well, not a role of his, but a movie, I guess, of his that we like more. We can indeed do. Which do you want to go for? <laughs> um, I think we should go for Alice in Wonderland because that's also Tim Burton. Oh, to be fair, he works with Tim Burton a lot. <laughs> yeah, he, him and Helena Bonham Carter work with him ridiculously. Yeah. I think if, if Mom's told me right, Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton are like on and off again married constantly, which is why <laughs> she's in a lot of his films. But then it's it's really odd to me because I'm like, okay, you're casting her, like your potential, your on and again, off again wife in this film. But then she's having like romantic connections to Johnny Depp in almost every single one of the films you cast her in. What? Maybe <laughs> um, he's got a thing for it. Maybe he's maybe yeah. He secretly wants to be with Johnny Depp, and he just thinks that Helen <laughs> is the way to get to him. Um, yeah, yeah, you never know. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be a fan fiction and a half. Uh, <laughs> but yes, so moving on with Tim Burton films esque, we'll go with Alice in Wonderland. Uh, From one least- white face to another. <laughs> From one white face to another, released very honestly. I feel like saying it was released twenty ten, but I don't know. I might be. I might be making it too old. Hold up. <laughs> um, this is what my answer. Oh no, it was bang on nineteen ten. Tw- no, not nineteen ten. Twenty ten even. Nineteen ten. Um, that was when the original was released. <laughs> Yeah, the original was nineteen fifty one, and it was literally straight under. So my brain went nineteen and then ten from the first. Uh, <laughs> you can tell I've had a long day. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, so released in twenty ten, Alice in Wonderland is a retelling of the original classic book by Lewis Carroll, and also the original film uh, created by Walt Disney. Although well, this one's also created by Walt Disney, so I don't know. <laughs> it was when they were going through the live action phase. Um, well, they still are. Oh yeah, actually. Oh yeah, the, the new trailer for Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, which they haven't actually released Pinocchio, which scares me more. I think, mm. um, <laughs> like they've released everything else about the film and haven't shown Pinocchio, and I'm like Disney, don't tell me you've messed up the animation on it. Just don't want to show it. <laughs> we're um, still working on it. It's, we realize it's a Sonic situation before we even put the trailer out, so we're just gonna... <laughs> yeah, they're just like we can't show it yet, guys. We can't. <laughs> we'll be ruined. Um, no, so. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, Tim Burton. Um, very, very good film. I, it was a film that yeah. I didn't think I'd enjoy as much as I did. I haven't seen it in a while, I don't think. But I used to, I watched it like quite a few times, like in a yeah. row when I was when when I was younger. Yeah, it's one of those films that I think you just watch a lot constantly, and then you don't watch it for ages, and then you find mm. it again. I guess. Um, it's no, it's a I... weird it's like a weird and unique take on on Alice in Wonderland and they went like a lot creepier and more kind of dark I guess with it. Yeah, there were a lot of things in the film that I at first was like, well, gosh, my English is awful. <laughs> there were things when I watched it at first where I thought this is a bit creepy, this is a bit oh I don't know if I like this or not, and then. Mm. As like you watch the rest of the film, you really start to enjoy it. Um, like the Queen of Hearts's head. Helen of Bonaparte, right? Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's one of those things where you go, Oh, I don't know if I like this or not, I don't know, and then it's real like it really works with the character, or like you get used to it that it works, I don't know. Um mm-hmm. but Honestly, I think Mad Hatter is one of my favourite Johnny Depp roles. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty good, and especially with the sequel, like it's very, um, 
layered. They like give him a lot of yeah lot of backstory as well. Yeah, it's Which nice is... seeing one of the side characters get a bit more about them because you don't. I think in the book it goes into a lot of depth about each character, but like you don't get that in the original. You kind of just get the Mad Hatter and his tea party, and that's it. Um, yeah. Whereas this yeah. almost. It it almost makes the Mad Hatter seem like I don't know Alice's insanity, like a part of Alice's Alice's psyche. I can see that. Like it, it might be like a Winnie the Pooh situation where all the characters like embody different kind of character, like things part of her mind. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is a really kind of um, depressing thing about Winnie the Pooh. Actually, that I was about to say, honestly, out, I, was I, like, oh. I was so sad. <laughs> I was like, Eeyore existed in his mind. <laughs> yeah, Eeyore represents depression. I'm just like, oh. Oh, oh no. <laughs> um, but no, it's a really cool take on everything. And I love the fact that, I don't know, the eyes are really freaky. I know. Yeah. I don't know how. <sighs> They're one of those, I don't know if they were all, if they were completely CGI or he wore yellow contacts and then they mm. like animated it to be bigger i guess i don't know how it worked but they were just they were creepy and yet somehow oddly endearing at times <laughs> yeah i get what you mean another <laughs> another kind of creepy but endearing thing is the cheshire cat yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah like i really like how he works in live action like with the floatiness and the just the animation on him and how he, his smile yeah. kind of disappears last. Yeah. So you get like this floating smile. It's just like, it's really creepy, but like, I just love his character as well. Yeah. And then obviously you've got Alan Rickman in that film, you know, RIP, um, playing the blue caterpillar. Yeah. It's just, to be honest with you, it's another, <laughs> it's another film where it's got a ridiculously talented cast in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like you've got Matt Lucas, you've got Annie Hathaway, you've got Helena Bonham Carter, Johnny Depp. I think Mia, and I cannot pronounce her last name, who played Alice, was one of the lesser known people in the film. Yeah. Um, which I think almost worked in her favor a little bit because she was surrounded by a lot of actors that would instantly <laughs> boost her <laughs> credibility. Yeah. Yes. Although I haven't um, really seen her in anything else since then, so I don't know if it worked. I've seen her in a couple of things, but they tend to be like the indie or mm. off and like off popular things. So, like, I think the most popular thing I remember her in recently was Crimson Peak with Tom Hiddleston. That was a really good uh, film. Um, I haven't seen it, but yeah, I've heard of it. It's Guillermo del Toro, so it's weird. Like, <laughs> it's, it's weird and overly gruesome. It's cool, but like, it, it's all of those things that just make your head go a bit oh god what what like let me watch this once and give me like six months um, <laughs> i think um, i remember um i remember the actor for oh, what's her name the the one from harry potter that plays that like the leader of bobatons the head, headmistress of bobatons oh oh yes what is her name it's, i know who you isn't are isn't she in it at the wedding at the beginning yes she, oh yes Probably. I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh yes. no. Oh no. I'm Googling it. Harry Potter fans. We are we are shunned. <laughs> um <laughs> But yes, she's in that film. Um but I yeah, yeah, it's just it's a it's another one of those films where it's got a ridiculously star studded cast. Um 
obviously it's kind of Disney, so it's very it's not too dark when we well like when we say it's a darker version of Alice and it's still not you know I'm I'm don't want to take my kids to see this dark it, it is still family friendly um yeah <laughs> oh okay it's um I don't how do you pronounce it Fra- uh like f- it's like France's like the plural of France de la tour <laughs> um <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, Francis Delator. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are actually right with Francis, I think. Is it? Uh, okay. I think so. If you haven't butchered it, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do French, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not as bad as me trying to pronounce all the Chinese names in um Shang-Chi. Oh <laughs> that that was painful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shang-Chi Eve. <laughs> Shang-Chi. <laughs> oh, honestly, if I didn't have problems with English that like oh it was just it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. That's about all I'm gonna say. I tried. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Johnny Depp's carried up. Mad Hatter. There we go. Get the left. Get back on track. Mad Hatter. Um, just I don't know. Everything about it is Johnny Depp. It's very kooky, very weird. Um, British again. <laughs> yeah, he seems to like doing that. He's one of those actors who, when I first, I mean. The first thing I saw him in was Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, and then I saw him in a load of other things and he was a, had a British accent. So I naturally assumed as a child, and I'm not even going to be ashamed about this, up to the age of like 15 or 16, thought he was British. I had no qualms about this. I, it wasn't like, even when I had access to a phone, I, I was like, I don't need to search up Johnny Depp. I'm like, I know this guy, this guy. <laughs> British oh, yeah. actor, really good. Then mum and, <laughs> and dad were watching another one of his films called The Tourist. Completely non-pop um, culture very like adult realism type of thing. Um, drama. It's 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 not something I'm going to break up and bring up on this list because it just doesn't really fit with everything else we're talking about. Um, but it is a very good film. Um, and he's an American in it, and I'm like, oh wow, mum, dad, he's got a really good American accent, and then they go. You know he is American, right? And I'm like, what? <laughs> Sorry. And I have to search up his name, and then it's like, yeah, American actor. And I'm like, I just, I genuinely jaw dropped to the floor. <laughs> you know, I have never been so shocked. <laughs> I don't think I ever thought he was British, but I, I think I always thought he was Australian. Really? Because his British accents were like, kind of not normal ones. Like they, they sounded. It's like a Johnny Depp British accent, right? So I just assumed that he was like. Kind of like Chris Hemsworth doing his Thor accent, where it's like oh. not quite there, but it's good at least. Yeah, you assumed <laughs> so, like you heard like a little twing twinges of another accent. You were like, "Oh, it must be Australian." Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. But to be honest Just... with you, it's not a bad assumption because there isn't many Americans who can do actual English accents, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not calling out American actors, but I'm calling them out. <laughs> Get better. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I think it's why Hollywood now just go, okay, we're just going to get the British people in. Like, they they can actually speak their own accent. Let, let, let them out. <laughs> <laughs> There's been quite a few actors recently that I've found out there were different ones. Like, like with Andrew Garfield, finding out that he's, like, technically American, right? No, yeah. Sorry, not American, British. But he yeah. lives in America. Um. Even though the whole time, like before, because I'd seen him as Spider-Man and stuff, I just assumed he was American. Yeah. But then I've heard also that his American accent is in Spider-Man weren't always the best, so... But yeah. obviously I can't tell. 
Yeah, it probably does flow the other way, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then another one was um, uh, what's she called? You got what's this. Um, Otis's mom. Oh yes, um, Gillian Anderson. Gillian Anderson, yeah, who is also like American. Well, she's like half, half and half kind of, but she was born there, I think. Yeah. So she's like American as well. But I never heard her speak an American accent before. <laughs> And then um, one of the ones before that was, um, dude, I am awful with names today. <laughs> Why can't Give I think right uh, Ulysses Claw. He plays Claw. Um, oh! Uh, Gollum. <laughs> Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis, there we go. Yeah, for some reason, I, I think I'd seen him in like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, but I didn't yeah, know yeah. it was him. I didn't know no. it a lot of the time because I wasn't into the the heart whole side of it at that point. So, yeah. like the first thing I've properly seen him like act as himself in was the Marvel Cinematic Universe with his yeah. South African accent. <laughs> so I just thought <laughs> he was South African. Yeah, no, but it's it's a really odd thing, isn't it? That like you you watch yeah. a character and assume that like if they're good, you assume it's that. Like Dick Van Dyke's English, you're like. Honey, no, you we no. very much not English, and we can yeah, tell. You can really uh, tell. <laughs> but no, there are, there are some amazing actors who don't like Margot Robbie. I actually thought she was from America because of how convincing her New York accent was. Yeah, uh, in Wolf of Wall Street, no kids do not watch that one. If there's any kids, <laughs> watching this, do not watch that film until you're old enough. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things in there you should not be watching. Um, but genuinely it was only when i watched an interview of it and i think it was after suicide squad came out another like new york accent and then i was like oh i'm sorry she's australian what (laughs) um and her her accent's amazing when she does new york i mean it does seem to be only new york but yeah i'll allow it it's fine it's fine i mean she's gonna be in barbie and i don't know if barbie will have a uh, a new york accent (laughs) it'll be american at least don't even get me started. I'm so annoyed that there's a. That, oh, just, oh. <laughs> kind we, of a random movie. The problem I've got with it, and it's going to sound so stupid, we've just gone through the Me Too movement and like female empowerment and all that. And oh, we're going to make a pretty skinny pink Barbie girl. Woo! I'm like, why, why take all those steps? We've literally gone back in time again. Like, just, do we need well, a Barbie? Yeah. We don't Do we need, need a Barbie, Barbie movie. It's kind. Of, I don't even know what it's going to be about. Like, just they're going to have the song. That's like I don't. Barbie is a character that you create stories for. Don't get me wrong. That's what the doll's purpose is because that's a doll. It doesn't then translate as a film concept. Is how on boy like? Yeah, huh. I mean, like, what's it going to be? Just like a, a woman with like ten jobs. I don't know. That lives in a mansion, <laughs> which is not accurate to how people who live in mansions uh, live as well. But anyway, yeah, no. Well, it's like GI Joe was like meant to be like the action man or whatever. They're gonna make films of. Look how badly GI Joe did as a film franchise, and then we're still we're like, oh no no, we're gonna make another one based off a toy doll. We're gonna do Barbie. Like, how is that gonna do any better? Um, yeah, a lot a lot of toy films have kind of been like running to the ground, like Transformers. As well, oh. um, if they bring out another Transformers, I, I will boycott someone. There does not need to be another one. <laughs> there are so many. Um, yeah, 
Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, I mean, Power Rangers isn't originally a toy, is it? Or is it? Was it the toy or TV show first? I don't even know. <laughs> it's like the orange question. Nobody knows. Uh, <laughs> no, the uh, orange question is. I know the answer to that one. I know the answer to that one question because I searched it all the other day. <laughs> yeah. For those curious, the, um, the the fruit came first, and the color yeah. used to be called yellow red. And then they started actually <laughs> using the name of the fruit for the colour because it's the same. Imagine. Oh, humans, we're so idiots. We're, we're mm. so idiots. Uh, <laughs> so idiots. But speaking of orange, Johnny Depp has orange hair as the Mad Hatter. I'm bringing it back to what we're yes. talking about. <laughs> that, was, that was a tenuous link, but I'll give it to you. Bro, I, I was fight. I was I was searching. Then I was searching <laughs> straight too far from the path. Yeah, um, we did. We did go on a bit of a tangent there. Just a little bit. One. What would you expect? Anything less from this podcast? <laughs> we we um, escaped from the topic. <laughs> hey, good one. Um, <laughs> but yes. So Johnny Depp as Mad Hatter. But like, like, let's let's discuss it a bit more. Um, the styling like- traits. For it, that's what I, I was going to say. That yeah, the costume's great, so iconic. Um, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, the original Disney was. I mean, it matched the vibe of that film of being like, you, you know, you're you're tripping on something. That that's <laughs> that's mm. how I described the original one. There, there's a lot of color in that film. Um, not always matching. There's just a lot of colour. Um, but this one, everything is more cohesive. Everyone has their own vibe, but it's still the right colour palette for the film. Um, so it's not as trippy, uh, <laughs> which is good. It's also weird that it's not as trippy because it was definitely a trip. Like, <laughs> yes. Especially in Mad Hatter's like, eyes and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you'd think, like, yeah, you'd think certain things would, would make the film a bit more... Um, and then you've got like stark white of the white queen yeah with black lips which always throws me is that Anne Anne Hathaway I'm trying to remember really Really pretty I like the the stuff they did with this movie um, with the creatures like I'm not sure if they were in the original or not but like the Jabberwocky and the, the whatever the big like bear thing is that she rides yeah i don't think either of those are in the i I definitely know the bear thing isn't in the original film i'm almost certain the jabberwocky doesn't appear in the original film i could very much be wrong about that um (laughs) because i have been wrong about a lot of things before the podcast um but no they're really they're good additions to it um and it's almost a complete stark contrast to um, Dark Shadows because every character in it has like their own reason to be in the film, and you know mm-hmm. the reason. Like they are fully developed characters. Even like the Basset, even the Bassets, they're <laughs> you know it's a little family. It's real cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just it's a really good kid film, and then also a really well developed film. So yeah, it's a good one. Actually, there was one character that always used to annoy me, and I didn't, and I don't even know why they were in the movie, and that's the mouse. Yes, I, oh, I found yeah. the mouse a bit annoying and a bit pointless. I was, I know she like stabbed the eye out from the the creature, but like, I don't know. I just, she just kind of like was was just there with a the little sword. Yeah. 
And yeah. it was just like, why are you here? Stop annoying me. Yeah. Like, why are you a thing? But yeah, like with um, the Jabberwock, it wasn't it the Jabberwocky that like burnt down Mad Hatter's pillage and stuff? Is that yeah, is yeah, that yeah? What? Yeah, I think okay, that's from the second movie, which isn't that good, but it's you know it adds some depth to Hatter at least. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, the Jabberwocky isn't in the original. And I'm just having a look. They plan- ah, yeah. So in 1951, Disney planned to. Um, a Jabberwocky scene, and then it was cut by the looks of it. Okay, so I guess it was in the original book then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 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 its own thing in the book. It has its own poem attached to it. Um, which is it's a really it's a creepy poem. If I find it, I'll read it. Um. <laughs> so it's is I don't even know this. Like, is the like Alice in Wonderland book like a a poem thing, or is it just have poems in it? It's a book with poems in, from what I gather. Like Lewis Carroll was a poet as well as a storyteller. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't. I I haven't read the book. My mom's read the book. Um, yeah, there we go. So uh, when Disney adapted Alice in Wonderland in its 1950 movie, they planned a scene featuring the Jabberwock. He would have made an appearance after Alice leaves the tea party while she's on her way to the Palace of, the Queen of Hearts. He was supposed to have a song and everything. The scene ended up being cut, though. Uh, the, the song ended up being cut, though concept art for the scene would later appear in a picture book version of Carol's poem that was published by Disney. So, yeah, the Jabberwock was its own mm. poem linked to Al. I don't know if the Jabberwock was in Alice in Wonderland or if it was just linked to it, um, but that's where it kind of comes from. And then the first time it's actually in film is 1985, uh, which was a version of Alice in Wonderland that... I've never even heard of. Um, and then obviously it makes an appearance in the 2010 film and 2016 film, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a really cool, scary character that's not it's... actually in it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the pictures of it now from the film because I, I couldn't quite remember what it looked like. Yeah, yeah, And it's weird that there aren't actually that many pictures of it, but yeah, it is, it is um, really weird. <laughs> scary it, creature. It's really weird. I think the poem the Jabberwocky is really long. Um, yeah, so Jabberwocky. Wait, let me. I'm reading it. I'm reading up about it now. Jabberwocky is a nonsense poem written by Lewis Carroll about the killing of a creature named the Jabberwock. It was included in his 1871 novel Through the Looking Glass. Which, ah, there we go. So the Jabberwock is actually a main character in the second. Book, which is what the second film's based off, basically. Yeah. Okay, um, right. But obviously, I, I guess because of you know how films work nowadays, they were like, we need to reference it in the first bit, <laughs> um, which is why it was there by the looks of it. But yeah, mm. it's a really, it's a. I think it's a kind. I don't think it's that long as a poem, but it's it's a nonsense poem. So it's a lot of made up words, a lot, um, which yeah. doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Um, for the 19th century, because that was Dick in this, uh, this is Dickens' time as well, and he made up a load of words too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like the, uh, the back to the film, I guess. Um, just everything about it worked, and even though there were bits that were really weird and very strange, it all fitted well into its own like little bubble, I guess. I I really like the um 
tea party scene. Like I know it's kind of the iconic scene of the movie. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame they didn't have a have like the song like a musical number because that's kind of <laughs> a kind of a banger from the from the fifty one version. Kind of a banger. Um, check it out on Spotify. <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch Alice in Wonderland because I'm I'm kind of reminiscing about it at the moment, and it's uh, yeah, it was a good film. But no, I I don't I think it's a film where it wouldn't have worked if they'd have tried to tried to add the songs back into it. Um, yeah, they they made it very Tim Burton, and like like we say, very dark. They added like the Jabberwocky and the yeah. It was it was just like it was like Alice in Wonderland, but like weirder and and more sinister almost and the, yeah. i feel like there was kind of kind of a lot of fog and it was a lot like, at night time a lot and it was like yeah it wouldn't have fit the vibe yeah it like it's one of those films where you can go yeah that's tim burton just because of styling of but at the same time in complete contrast to dark shadows it was one where everything cohesively worked like although mm-hmm. you could you know even though there was like a lot of pale faces even though a lot of like over the top makeup because of the concept because of like the context of it being Alice in Wonderland it didn't look out of place um so like the Mad Hat is over the top eyeshadow makeup plus his like ridiculously pale white skin and bright orange hair even though if you just like took away the Tim Burton lens I guess you could say it would look disgusting on (laughs) on camera (laughs) it worked completely for the concept of like the character and also the wider context of the film it's in oh my god uh, the the way the mad hatter looks reminds me of a video i've seen recently where this this guy who's like i think he's delivering a parcel but the, this uh, woman and kid are stood outside the house like facing <laughs> towards the house so so he kind of walks up behind them and he has like this like frizzy orange hair kind of like the Mad Hatter and he's very <laughs> pale and they genuinely thought like she turned around and screamed because she thought he was like some like clown dressed up yeah. um, and it was just like that's just how he looked <laughs> and he was kind of stood there confused with his parcel I felt so bad but that's uh, he did he did look a bit like the Mad Hatter actually <laughs> it was a really I think I've seen it it was a really really good um, but if that's all of your notes on the Mad Hatter I have my I, I have a little tiny tangent, um, sort of well not tangent, segue, um, into a little tiny section that you might pro- probably won't have a lot to say on, if anything. Um, but it does segue. <laughs> because yes. it is also Tim Burton and it is also Johnny Depp and it is also Alan and Bonham Carter. Um and also Disney. <laughs> <laughs> a good segue. Um, and, I know, right? It links to literally everything. Um and that is a little known animated film called Corpse Bride. Um, released in 2005. <laughs> I don't know why I've started doing this now, but I'm loving it. So it released in 2005. Um, it kind of, it reminds me of a stop frame animation film. I think it is. I could be very wrong, but it looks that style anyway. Um, yeah. Very, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I'm trying to think. It all, it's very strange because everything kind of tends to be one tone, at least in the upper world, as it would, um, with all the human characters. Um, and it's another film where, like, aesthetically, everything works perfectly. And Johnny Depp's character, Johnny Depp kind of, I'm only going to do a little, it's only because I haven't watched it in so long. Um, but 
Johnny Depp in this film plays like the regular human guy who gets into a world of paranormal activity, effectively. Um, and he meets Emily, this this corpse bride, um, who he accidentally basically declares his age for unintentionally and then by the end of the film they actually get married and it's really cute um because it's disney and we can't have sad endings <laughs> <laughs> um but no it's it's a really good way of johnny depp showing that is that he has a he has acting versatility um because voice acting as we've mentioned a lot on this podcast is very different to screen acting yeah. um because obviously you can't do like your face animate like you can't animate your face you can't do a lot with your hands or well you can while you're recording it but none of that's translated to screen unless they particularly think it's a good thing um so you've got to be able to animate your voice as well and i actually i, I it's one of the things i love about johnny depp's acting ability whole anyway is because i think even if even if you couldn't see what was going on like say your screen died while you're watching a film for some reason audio still worked you'd be able to tell exactly what's going on just by the tone of his voice whenever he acts um yeah oh uh, yeah i can see that yeah exactly um and i i just i think even though corpse bride was a long time ago because 2005 we were only three um <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, that scares me that we were only three when that came out um but Corpse Bride is a really good um, film for showing that Johnny Depp isn't just a screen actor. He isn't just a serious actor. Like he can do animated, he can do Disney, which I think is even even then its own level of like over the top extreme. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know. I just I think this thing there's certain actors who can't who well we've even mentioned so can't translate from one to the other. Um, like they're either yeah. a really good voice actor or they're a really good screen actor and they don't tend to be able to mix that combination but there are a few um, and I would say like Tom Hanks is one of those people and Johnny yeah. Depp is one, of the, is one of those people who can really mix between the two and it not wooden or seem like it's wrong in any way like, that per- like even if you just heard Johnny Depp or even if you just heard Tom Hanks you could be like, oh no, I could watch this, but I could listen to that all day. And then if you saw them do another film, you'd be like, oh no, they're really cool. Like you wouldn't, I don't think you'd see much of a difference in the way they act. Um, another one I'd like to point out for personal reasons is Haley Steinfeld. Very yes, good point, good point. She's a great actor uh, and um, did a great like voice performance in well in a few things probably, but like Arcane is the one that uh, yeah. comes to mind. She really yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, we <laughs> just honestly there's probably a lot on that list, but in terms of the amount of actors there are, it's quite small. <laughs> um <Yeah. laughs> so we like there could still be like a good five hundred actors who can do both really well. But in terms of the fact that there could be like fifteen thousand actors on the planet, you're like, yeah, that's kind of a tiny tiny number of people. Um <laughs> so yeah, it's just I, I think Corpse Bride is one of, like, I, I recommend it. It's a good film. It's not scary. It's not, it's very much like Alice in Wonderland. Like, there's bits of it that you could conceive as being a bit creepy if you're very, very young, but most of it's quite lighthearted and funny, and it doesn't try to take itself too seriously, despite 
the like overall context of it being quite creepy like it's set like a lot in the underworld is it's set between some like a regular guy married a dead person <laughs> um like there's concepts and contexts that i would say are a bit older but i wouldn't say they're scary and they're not meant to be scary they are quite jokey and quite um cute at times actually <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah no i, I would I, I kind of point it out because it is one of those films where you see someone's versatility as an actor. Um, it also links very well to what we were just on about <laughs> before. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a good one. Um, and with that, we can segue on to something else. <laughs> yeah, okay. Should we, should we stick with Disney and do the big one? The big, the big one. The, the big one, one they've all been waiting for. Um, <laughs> I got a jar of dirt. <laughs> I got a jar of dirt. And guess what's inside it? Honestly, I love that film and I can quote the book like the back of my hand um, <laughs> oh, honestly it is one of my it is one of if not my favourite franchises of all time um, and that's the Pirates of the Caribbean if you hadn't guessed from everything like the little things we just said then uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no so we're going to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean and in specifically um, in specifics specifically whatever we're talking about Jack Sparrow um, if you know the most iconic character Johnny Depp has ever played, I am gonna argue. I'm gonna put like that card on the yeah. table. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it absolutely is, and you know for good reason because you know, I keep seeing the video of his intro scene in the first movie go around, <laughs> and it is so good. And you just like, like obviously everyone just loves him from the first scene because it's just so yeah. iconic and amazing. <laughs> and honestly, he embodies that character, and I don't. There's not many characters, like, there's not many actors who I would say, oh no, they are that actor. But I'm like, nah, Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no way you could take that. Like, Disney could never recast. And if they did, Disney would be making the biggest mistake they've ever made, ever. Um, yeah. They, I mean, they already made a huge mistake, like, firing him. <sighs> Don't get me started on that one. And <laughs> planning to make a new movie without him. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean will flop without him, and I am going, like, I yeah. am deadly serious about that. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think people would even bother going to see it just because, like, they, they want him to be in it, and if he's not, they're going to, like, boycott it. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. From three, they've got worse, and I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I'm not someone who's going to be like, oh, my God, it's the best franchise ever, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's plenty of things wrong with it. But... <laughs> I, don't, I just, it reached a peak at number three, and I would have been happy. I think a lot of people would be happy if they'd have ended it after the third film. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was it was one of, if not still, one of Disney's biggest moneymakers. So they kind of just, I think it was Disney kind of getting a little bit greedy and going, look, cash grab, cash grab, um, and just using that to their advantage. Um they tried it with different characters, it didn't work. Then they went back to the original characters, it worked-ish. But they tried to replicate the first one and try and mm. then, like, push... I don't, I don't know, they, like... They tried to redo what they did with the first one as a way of revitalising the franchise so it could continue on without Johnny Depp or without certain other characters and, like, have them replaced by other characters. And it didn't work. It was weird, <laughs> like... 
Salazar's revenge was like the Black Pearl, but instead of um, what's he called? Uh, the first, the first villain guy, Barbosa. But instead of Barbosa, you had Salazar, who was like a sort of pirate that wants revenge, and then he had a crew that would like turned into some sort of creature by some magical force. <laughs> like yeah, it was yeah. the same kind of thing. They tried to basically replicate all three of the first films into one film and then <laughs> use that as a way of springboarding the new franchise with two new characters that nobody really fell in love with because Johnny Depp stole the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, Caius Godliero, I'm butchering her last name, <laughs> but amazing actress, love her amazing, although I hate her character in Maze but I love her character, I love her acting. <laughs> um, yeah. Really good, loved her. Like, she was great in the film, but I'm like, she's a one film character. Like, I don't. They mm. tried to come up with some stupid plotline. I was going to use a bit, a bit more of a stronger word, but I'm being good. Um, they tried to come up with like some stupid plotline that she's Barbosa's daughter. Uh, and yeah. I'm like, that's great for you, sweetie. That's lovely. Bye. I don't care. And then they kill off Barbosa because Jeffrey Rush is basically. I don't know. Jeffrey Rush is old. <laughs> Jeffrey Rush is not in really the right age to be doing a high action Disney film. Um, I don't hey, get me wrong. I think Ford does it. <laughs> like, yeah, but look how in, look how injured um, Harrison Ford got. Yeah, that's so, true. He played. He was in Star Wars, not even doing any action, and broke his leg. So <laughs> literally. Although he is iconic in Star Wars for just being like, I don't want the character to exist anymore kill it off I'm not being in the film and I'm like that is iconic <laughs> I feel like I've heard um, Harrison Ford say that so many times so. <laughs> yeah. um okay so Barbosa the guy who plays Barbosa Jeffrey Rush um Australian actor great guy is currently 70 years old yeah it's and what I think Salazar's Salazar's Revenge came out in 2017 so he was 67 when that film came out no, hang on. I'm thinking we're still in 2020. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he was 65 when the film came. And even at 65, like he was filming that for two years, probably before then. So he was 63 when he was filming something as high octane and highly, like stunt heavy as yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. And don't get me wrong, I admire the guy because not a lot of 60 plus year olds would be willing to do that much. But I think even <laughs> he or he or maybe Disney took the decision to be like, look. You're getting too old now. <laughs> like you could get injured so easily at some points, and it's not fair. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't even know why they had to like bring him into it. No, neither do I. The, 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 as I said, it's... there's a lot of things about the set, about the fourth and question, and I'm not. And like I said, I'm not someone who's gonna try and sugarcoat it. Oh my gosh, it's such a perfect franchise because it's not. <laughs> um, Although I will not hear anyone disrespect the first three films. <laughs> <laughs> they were good. Um, my dad always argues that like the third one was awful, and I'm like, leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> like He has his own rules about Star Wars for the same reasons. Like No one's allowed to disrespect Star Wars under this roof. And I'm like, that's fine, I can live with it, as long as you promise to never disrespect the first three Pirates of the Caribbean films. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's a very tense household. <laughs> When he, when he says Star Wars, does that include all of Star Wars, or...? Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, okay. I, I mean, he does have a slight exception for the sequel Phantom Menace. 
but only slight. Um, yeah, okay. No, that's fair. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, if, if he's... Uh, you can't slander Star Wars except the, the new ones that Disney, the Disney made, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he's not someone who's blind to the faults of Disney, but he's also not someone who... Like, he, he is someone who grew up with the franchise, so he's like, he has an undying love to it regardless, yeah. uh, just because he grew up with it. Um, it's like Emma has an undying love to Harry Potter regardless, because she grew up with it. And to some degree, I've had that with Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, and me with um, Marvel. You know, we've all got our own franchises exactly. like this. <laughs> yeah, 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 literally. Like, we, that, that's how I think franchises make a lot of their money, is they're like, we need to make it so a, a generation of people grow up with this this franchise as it moves yeah Marvel have taken that to the extreme by going no literally every year we're going to have someone like we're going to have a new generation joining this <laughs> yeah. um, and Star, Star Wars were like as much as people you know hate the sequels it was definitely it was like the, the current generation's prequel trilogy or original trilogy like that's yeah. what they're going to see Star Wars has. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't get me wrong, Clone Wars did a lot for Star Wars, but not mm. everyone had the opportunity to watch Clone Wars. Like, my dad knew about it and dad watched the clips, but he didn't watch all of it because he didn't have access to it. And yeah. then they made the sequels, which, <laughs> although dad was one of the people who, like, didn't really, like, he liked them, but he's, you know, he'd still put some of the other films above it. Um, in fact, would still put quite a lot of the other films above it. <laughs> um, he's not someone who's going to be like, oh, no, it was awful. I appreciate the fact that people of, not necessarily my generation, because we were more prequels than sequels, but like, you know, the younger generation can go, oh, Star Wars is actually pretty cool. And yeah, it's, it's a bit like that. Yeah. Um, but either way, back to Pirates of the Caribbean and Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> Another tangent. Another tangent. Honestly, this one is just full of tangents because we're talking about every film. Um, we may <laughs> even have to do a part two. If this gets too long, we may even have to do a part two with the rest of the characters that we haven't talked about. Um, but no, so Jack Sparrow is one... It, 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 he's an iconic character, but Johnny Depp also... It, it's, it's not just the character is amazing. Johnny Depp playing that character is amazing because th there's not many actors who act in Disney at least, especially live action Disney, who would willingly wear their costume out in public. Yeah. And by that I mean Johnny Depp deliberately wore his costume as Jack Sparrow, went all out like full cosplay Jack Sparrow effectively, even though he you know made that role still he cosplayed as himself effectively <laughs> and would go and would deliberately go to hospitals like kind of off his own back he was never asked to but he went off his own back to hospitals and like brought joy to the kids and i know it's like one of the cringiest things that um actors can do and it can be exceptionally you know there's a lot of cynical people who will just say you know oh it's a for a pr stunt and whatever but Johnny Depp deliberately went and did that off the own goodness of his heart. Like, he never did that for financial gain. Sure, there was probably, like, a little bit of a, I might make some more money out of this. But he did that genuinely because he knew how much that character meant to people and yeah. how iconic the character was. And there's not a lot of people who do that. Willing, like, for, for free is, is kind of where I'm getting with that. Um, 
Yeah, I've, I've seen the clips of like him talking to kids at, at the hospital and stuff, and it's just so, so cute. <laughs> yeah. Even the people like that work at Disney parks and stuff that have that play his character are kind of, I feel like they embody the same energy. Yeah. Like with the video that I've been seeing recently, where it's like running like Johnny Depp until I find uh, running oh, like yes. Jack Sparrow until I find I him. At Disney. And, oh. then, and then he finds, and then she finds him, and they both like running together as the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just like just a great, a great vibe. <laughs> Fully, like it's not just <laughs> it's not just a character. That character has inspired people as uh, uh, like has inspired people's personality. Like I, <laughs> I think I embody Jack Sparrow on a regular basis quite a lot of the time, excusing all of the rum. That's about the only difference. But I am just as insane quite a lot of the time. Um. I've even done the looks that he does quite a lot of the time because that film has such an impact on me. Such a big part of like my growing up. There are other characters in that franchise that obviously had an influence on me as well. Like Kira Knightley's Elizabeth Swan. She is uh, like Elizabeth Swan is who I based myself off for a good six years of my life. <laughs> um, and it's kind of where I guess my feminist attitude to everything came from. Because yeah. without, you know. Pirates the the first Pirates of the Caribbean was pre Me Too movement, pre um everybody coming out with all their allegations about various different horrible people. Like it that was just good character writing um of a really independent female character who, you know, is aware of what she can do, can beat the ever loving blank you know, fill in whatever word you want in that gap <laughs> out of any guy she wanted to. Was kind of willing to get stuck in. Sure, there was a romantic connection to a guy along, but like that was, that was almost always the backstory. It was never like her main plot point, which I I always appreciated. I guess even as a young kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's just ugh, the franchise is so good, and the fact that <laughs> this is always the thing that amazes me. That one, and it's why it it's another reason why it's my favorite franchise. The entire franchise is based off one ride at Disney. Yeah, that like, is so that is so weird that that's a thing. Fully, like there was never any characters to it. It was literally just a pirate-based ride at Disney, and they went, "Yeah, you know what? Let's make a franchise out. Well, let's let's make a film and see what happens." Like one of the biggest grossing Disney films of all time. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, and obviously they tried to do the same a couple of times, like with um, Jungle Cruise. Yes. Which was, you know, it was okay. It, yeah, it was middle of the road. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's one of Disney's oldest rides. That was like the first one that they made. Yeah. But And I guess, yeah, you can't always replicate greatness. <laughs> if, <laughs> if it worked the first time, it doesn't mean it'll work the second time. No, exactly. It's just, it's such a good franchise. And, like, the characters are in, the characters in it are good. And, I mean, they're not good people. But, like they're good. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> they're good characters. Um, the way Johnny plays Jack is like he's he's not like a good guy, and he's definitely like a little bit crazy, yeah, and a drunk and whatever. But he's so endearing that you just can't help but love him. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, it's just the charisma, the pure charisma that this man gives off in every role. <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy. Like. 
Jack Sparrow has an arrogance to him, and I don't. I I, I have made it very clear on every podcast so far that I don't like arrogant characters. I don't like <laughs> characters that are full of themselves. But Jack Sparrow is arrogant to like an extent where it's funny. Like, <laughs> like he's so sure that he won't get caught, or he's a complete coward about a situation and knows he's a coward. Like, no, I'm a coward and runs away. Like, yeah. <laughs> even um, even in the the trial in real life, <laughs> the way he speaks is just like this man. Oh, it's like it's like honey. It's like whatever. You, like I don't know. His voice is so like cool. <laughs> he just says things that are so cool. <laughs> Honestly, one thousand percent. Like, like um, when he was like, "Human fecal matter." It's like, oh, <laughs> you just said fecal matter, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, oh my god, human. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. Like Jack Sparrow and Johnny Depp's charisma, I think, are completely on the same level. Like they are completely on par. Um, we spoke about, like a couple weeks ago about how like Heath Ledger did a ton of research into um, the Joker so he could play like the most accurate version of the Joker but obviously Johnny Depp reprised, like created the role of Jack Sparrow I might have just got those names wrong I can't even remember what I just said but yeah Yeah, (laughs) they're the same people Um, (laughs) now I'm just thinking of the office Um, uh, (laughs) um, but no so like he didn't have anything to go off which means Jack Sparrow came almost entire. I, I mean, I know Disney, the character, but like the mannerisms and the way he's acted, that all came from Johnny. None of that could be created or at least thought of by Disney. No matter how good Disney are, they couldn't have created some of the nuances that Johnny yeah, had like in the character. His he made up like the some of the most iconic like hand movements and like <laughs> words like savvy and then like just, and the run like we mentioned like it's just so uh, i great. genuinely think we as a group should do the run at some point i mean you don't <laughs> but i was quite happy no, I, I will. <laughs> we go around the towers and i just do the run <laughs> yeah. i have to be careful yeah. with my knees i guess <laughs> 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 Me and running don't don't compute all the time. <laughs> that is true. Um, but no, it's just I don't know. I think Jack Sparrow, regardless of whether you're a critic of films or whether you're someone who actually appreciates good films, like <laughs> you could you can't deny the fact that Johnny Depp created a, a created an icon in that. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, like right, like we said, right down to my down to facial expressions right down to everything um and because he's played him for that long i feel like johnny depp has actually taken on parts of jack sparrow at times um <laughs> not to, not for a bad like not as a bad thing i think it's a great thing because <laughs> it's just i don't know it's just it's so mind-boggling <laughs> almost how in sync they are as as like beings i guess um yeah. And his look as well, like the the red, um, like bandana and the like sometimes dreads, but just generally messy long hair with the braids and the it's just like you just know it's hair every time. It's so good. Yeah, exactly. Like it's so everything about it is iconic. Every every little part of it is iconic. Little double braided beard. (laughs) (laughs) The most pathetic beard of all. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I don't know. There's so many things. Any, like, the, I think it's in the second film where I notice it. I feel like so many parts of it are Johnny just improving. Them, like, <laughs> like, the director just goes, you know what? Do, as long as we end up at this point by the end of this scene, do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, there's a scene in the second one where he's about to be sacrificed, thinks he's escaped, and runs straight into a spice shed. And he just, <laughs> he just like, he's like seasoning and puts it all under his armpit. Like, how? There's no way <laughs> that the Disney creators were like, you know, that's a really good scene. That surely all is Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, there must be so much improv. Like, they can't, they can't not be. It's just so fully. wacky. Exactly, like it's so off the chain and so unpredictable. I think that's like the best part about about his character is it is so unpredictable. Just never, never let him know your next move. <laughs> <laughs> Literally in real life, uh, well, well, in fictional real life. <laughs> um, that's got to be the So not real life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is real. <laughs> <laughs> it is real. <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, no, it is just. I don't know. The unpredictability of his character is so well, it like it's so organized that it could be real. Um, like the yeah, way like... I, don't, I just don't know. Like he, Jack Sparrow, for all I know, could have been a real pirate. How he's acted, like he's acted as a real person. Um, yeah, I was gonna say like it, some 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 characters can feel kind of manufactured, and mm. you can tell it was written by a writer. Yeah. Um. I know some people have been saying that about something recently. I don't know what it was. Actually. I saw something like well, some, a character recently. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, he's written by a writer, and but like I don't think Jack Sparrow is. No, <laughs> well, I like... mean he is obviously, but <laughs> largely not. Yeah, exactly. Like you can tell that a lot of that film. Don't remember, like films wouldn't work without a script. So it's not. <laughs> there are parts of it that have to be scripted. We can't. <laughs> we can't claim that he did improv for the entire three films, like entire five films. But <laughs> there are so many parts of it where it's so wacky, it's so stupid that you're like nobody could have thought this up other than Johnny Depp on the spot. And <laughs> it's so perfect because it makes the character seem that much more real, that much more organic. It, I, I just don't know. It's it's amazing how in depth that character is. When in reality, we didn't learn. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that is something that fascinated me. The fact that we don't learn any backstory really about Jack Sparrow at any point. Like, no. like I know we've critiqued a lot of films recently for going. You know, you don't provide a backstory for the character. There's no explanation for why they exist and blah blah blah. Jack Sparrow's character doesn't have anything really, anything concrete, anything on screen at least, until film five. <laughs> um, <laughs> like everything is just a continuation on from the point that you meet Jack Sparrow. There's like there's moments where people go, oh well, he got marooned on an island. How did he get off the island? He he wrote some sea turtles together. Like, but those are the only bits you hear, and it's all I don't know, it it's it's fascinating. I, I mean, it's one of those parts where you could analyze it a bit further and be like, well, that's how you can tell it's based off a ride and not a, like a story character because there isn't a backstory. Um, yeah. It's almost like the way Johnny Depp acts it and the way the character is written. It's almost like you don't need it. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, it, it, I've, it probably just adds to it. Mm. It might be like the Joker um, where it kind of maybe 
ruins it a bit if it pulls the curtain out, like apart. Yeah. You know? Whatever the whatever the phrase is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely get that. Like, it was nice in in Salazar's revenge to find out why it's so significant to him. Like, it, it was good to find out something like that. That's fine, but I don't know. I don't feel like I needed to find out that he was on a pirate ship and that's how he became the captain of the Black Pearl and like I, I don't know there was because I feel like Disney tried to control it too much mm. which which uh, I, 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 it, <laughs> with us saying like the first three were so unpredictable so creative and so kind of off the bat a lot of times that it was original fourth and fifth one so heavily written <laughs> work as well <laughs> yeah um i think i think a lot of movie franchises get into that mm. kind of they start off a bit more free and then become more corporate because yeah. they oh they made a lot of money we need to kind of make sure we do this right and get control of it and that kind of thing and it's even um even marvel has done that a bit yeah. with some things yeah and it's it's a shame like i think some films need it some films do need that structure to them. They need like some form of direction. They need an A point, a B point, and they need to like pass through all those at once. With things like Pirates of the Caribbean, I don't think they always like. I don't need it as long as at some point it gets to B. It doesn't really matter what route it takes to get there. Yeah. Um, and it's stuff like that that makes it so good. And then it's stuff like that that makes Jack Sparrow fit in so well with it. Um. Because his character is so unpredictable. Like, it's almost like Elizabeth Swan and uh, Will Turner are, like, heavily written drama characters that are all, like, they've they've got their parts, they're really, really serious. And then Jack Sparrow comes in as a complete curveball that ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he is that chaos into, like, the, the period drama or whatever. And I think it's, I don't know, it works as a dynamic. Yeah. Mm. Uh, just probably my favourite Johnny Depp role. and. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of people's. 1, but I wanted to move on to something that, that it, also Disney, but that might be a little bit more contentious, and it's mm. probably going to be a short segment, and that's uh, the Lone Ranger. Oh yeah, another Disney one. So we're still on. We're still segueing. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think the contention mainly comes from like he's portraying a Native American. Yeah. And he isn't Native American, and it's that's like. Like I'm reading an article now where I think he was he was made an honorary member of the Comanche Nation, but yes, yeah, like he he's supposed yeah. So it says he's like adopted into a Native American family ahead of his appearance as Tonto in The Lone Ranger. Yeah, but I don't know. It just feels a bit icky, like kind of that they gave it to him rather than like an actual Native American actor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of, I don't know, I feel like, I don't, I want to say that, like, that's Disney kind of trying to pull rank a bit on, or, or on Johnny Depp being like, okay, we're just, by the way, we've got a film franchise, we think you're perfect for the role, have it. And then them not really explaining that, like, there might be some backlash from this because you're not actually Native American. Um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's definitely, you know, oh, we have Johnny Depp, he's been in a few of our movies, they've been very successful. Let's cast yeah. him in this one to get more people talking about it, kind of thing. Like, mm. it's kind of like well, actors get get bound to certain companies and franchises. Yeah. yeah. And 
This was just another one where they were like, let's cast him in it. Yeah. They were like, oh, this character is like really kooky and quirky and not like the average standard fit for a character. Let's stick Johnny Depp in that. Um, yeah. Which is a shame because, to be honest with you, I do actually really like Johnny Depp as Tonto. I just... <laughs> It's when you analyse a bit further that, like, yeah, this is kind of a Native American character and Johnny Depp isn't Native American and you could have just got a Native American actor. Like, there's certain things kind of just... Yeah. It's annoying. There was a TV iteration in the 50s, Mm. apparently, and that was actually played by a Native American and then (laughs) whenever this film came out, 2012 (laughs) or something. Something like that. And it, and it's not a Native American, and and it, like some Native Americans see it as kind of like a stereotype, and yeah, it I don't know. <laughs> it's a really it's a bit... weird one. <laughs> yeah. Um, like we own the film as a family. Oh, <laughs> huge surprise! The Baileys own a film that wasn't critically acclaimed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like it's only kind of recently. Where that film's become kind of an issue. So, like, you've got things like Johnny Depp isn't Native American, he's playing a Native American character. You've got things like Army Hammer as a person being in that film. Um, because there's a lot of things around him at the moment that are very, very, very bad that we kind of won't go into because they're very dark. <laughs> um, and it's a real shame because, like, there's a certain well there's the end of that film is possibly one of my favorite endings to all films um like the ending i don't even remember it to be honest you're gonna have to come up and watch it because like the ending sequence of that film where it's like they're they are they're on trains they're trying to um escape the guys who are trying to kill them um you know, stop all this stuff from happening and, and it's such a well thought out scene it's so well directed the music behind it is a remix of the William Tell Overture which is one of the most iconic pieces of classical music I don't know there are parts of that film that I really 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 love it's got, and I can't think of her name I think her name's Rose Wilson maybe She's in. she plays the baddie in Luther she's done a lot of things and I can't think of her I don't know I haven't oh, seen Luther no. either have you not? No. Oh, that's a good show. Uh, I got Idris Elba in. Very yeah, I was going to say, I was going to ask if it was one with Idris Elba, yeah. Mm-hmm. Might have to check it out then. Might have to, just because it's Idris Elba. Exactly. Um, Idris Elba for Bond. Idris Elba for Bond, that's a good show. Uh, it's not Rose Wilson. I'm just, hold on. <laughs> I, I'm swearing <laughs> it's Rose. I swear it is Rose. I could be very much wrong. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, cast, you give me the cast. <laughs> Ruth Wilson, I was so close. Ruth. Uh, Ruth. Uh, <laughs> the most Australian name ever. Um, Struth. <laughs> Struth. <laughs> um, but no, like her performance in it is really good. She's a very good actress anyway. Um, but her performance in it is really, really good. Then you've got Army Hammer, who, if we ignore everything about him as a person currently, and just take that performance as its own thing, and it's not... No. <laughs> if we don't associate with Army Hammer and just say it's a per- person performing it, really good performance. I love the chemistry between Johnny Depp and Army Hammer in that film. I think it's really funny. I don't know. I don't know. It's, this... <laughs> it's a film I really like, and it's a 
Johnny Depp role that I really like, but it's almost... I'd say it's almost like because because I quite like Johnny Depp playing quirky out of the box characters more than I like that film or like him playing <laughs> the character. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's okay, a difficult. It's a very it's a very Johnny Depp role just because like maybe that's why they cast it because like he's got the the painted white face again and he's got like you know an interesting headdress and yeah um. Obviously, this one's probably more of a cultural thing, and you know, the Mad Hat is just a, a Mad Hat. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I, I can see why they would have picked him, but I still just think they should have had a Native American play, yeah. a Native American character. Yeah, exactly. I feel like Disney were kind of going, okay, Johnny Depp normally plays these type of types of characters. Let's stick him in that role, and then going, hey, you know what? Johnny Depp also has a lot of like. Um, fans around him like if we make johnny depp in this film it'll do well and disney weren't thinking it through which disney don't have a history of at all um <laughs> if you couldn't tell that was sarcasm <laughs> but you know it wouldn't have been hard for disney to go hi we need a native american to cast in this role yeah, because there are plenty of funny and native americans they just don't get the representation on screen which is kind of annoying um, yeah, I mean, Disney only recently have started doing it, like with um, Malakwa Cox in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And she's getting like a lead role as as Echo, and um, I mean, the fact that that's like one of the only ones I can think of is kind of like, yeah. like Disney really needed need to work on their diversity, and they've only started doing that with Marvel, and that's arguably because of Marvel, not because Disney are doing it. I, I know Disney and Marvel mm-hmm. are kind of the same thing now but i don't yeah. i don't know it's, it's a difficult one because i feel like it gets too political and i shouldn't then give an opinion on it <laughs> yeah anyway is there another character we haven't talked about um so the next one we're gonna out who is also uh, i think it's disney i'm saying hesitantly it's disney it might not be um and one that literally nobody on the internet believe is that he played Willy Wonka in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's so. Sorry, I've just. <laughs> I just Googled it and saw the original Xbox game for Charlie <laughs> and the Chocolate Factory with some like cartoon versions of the characters, and it's so weird. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, Helen Carter is also in this film. Can we just point that one out? <laughs> oh, is she? Wait, who does she play in this one? She plays Charlie Bucket's mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Yes, another one, everybody. Yes, another one. Yeah, this is such a weird one because, like, yeah, like we say, no one knew it was him. Like, no. if they didn't, I guess, see the cast, they were just like, who is this? Because he's, like, transformed so much and it, yeah, like, with the teeth and the hair and it just doesn't look like him. I don't understand. <laughs> well, going off just the two members of cast I mentioned, do you want to guess who directed the film? <laughs> is it Tim Burton? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I think I knew that anyway, because it is like a weird a Tim Burton-y version of the story. <laughs> yeah, just slightly dark. Everybody's got a pale face. <laughs> we should have seen yeah. it. Um, also 2005. Yeah. Like the same year, Corpse Bride was a thing. <laughs> is it 2005? 
Yeah, Bloody 2005. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yes, the most British phrase that's ever come out of Will Broom. Jesus Christ. Um, honestly, yeah, I didn't think it was like I didn't think it was that old. I thought it was like no. 2008 or 2009, but no, Yeah, that's that's where I would have guessed, I think. <laughs> 2005. Let's just make ourselves feel old, Will. <laughs> oh, we were three when it came out. Um <laughs> I definitely didn't watch it till I was like six or seven. One thousand percent didn't watch it that early. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this was one of the movies I watched the most growing up. I think. Oh yeah, once definitely. Um, I watched both versions. I always... I Gene Wilder. Um, yeah, I didn't watch that one until later, and I still prefer the Tim Burton one. I think honestly. Honestly, it's the same um, because there's a bit in the Gene Wilder one that I gen that genuinely gave me nightmares. Like it is so creepy at one point. Um, oh yeah, the the tunnel, the the yeah, boat tunnel. Yeah, the the boat tunnel that genuinely I got. It's horrible. I mean, it's not particularly <laughs> pleasant in this one, but at least it looks like a like a log flume or something in this one. Um, yeah. Horrible. That is it is weird, dude. It's this so movie, weird. like, what like kids just like. Get like mortally injured, fully, and and he doesn't <laughs> care. Like the way Johnny Depp plays Willy Wonka in this one is so like so nonchalant and yeah, like cause he's, <laughs> he's just like a weird loner that doesn't know how to interact with people. And it it you can it really comes like he plays it so well. It's like, ugh. especially when you compare it to like he that he was playing, um, he was either originating or playing um, Jack Sparrow at the same time as this. Um, yeah. Which is just yeah. completely stark contrasting characters. Um, you know what I think it is that, that puts that like makes him not look like Johnny Depp? It's definitely the the teeth because those I don't think are his teeth, right? Like No, I don't think so. At least they've done some work like for the film because the whole point is that he has like really nice teeth and they didn't eat chocolate when he was a kid. Yeah. Um, I think it's that and the lack of facial hair because we're so used to seeing him with it. Yeah, and I mean, and the fact that to some degree they almost white-faced Johnny Depp. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's he's is quite a tanned guy, isn't he? Yeah, so they, it's controversial-ish. Like they they effectively take this olive-toned guy and go, yeah, you know what? We're gonna make you like paler than a ghost. It seems to be a theme with all of his roles that he's just very white, but at least this one is like. Like all the other ones are like white face paint, whereas this one is like <laughs> he's just a pale guy, which is yeah. why it kind of looks even more uncanny because he looks like a normal skin color. <laughs> Literally, it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, and I think like everyone on the internet now discovering it, it took me so long to realize that it's Johnny Depp, the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, I, and not just because of like how they look but like because they're so different characters um mm. like you said like willy wonka is sociopathic in this film like he does <laughs> he's oh God, it's he's he's almost a creep like i know gene wilder's willy wonka wasn't a guy but like this one's almost creepy um like the entire yeah. concept is like oh no i've opened my factory to five families and he's with those five families and the kids and he's like i don't be here like that's the entire like vibe he gives off for the entire film. Um, it's like, I mean, the entire concept of it is he wants someone to inherit the factory and, you know, he's kind of leading them through it as a test. Yeah. But the fact that it's a test means that he was expecting some of them to fail. Yeah. Which means he just led a bunch of kids into a into a death trap factory. 
Effectively, um, think about it, it's the child version of Saw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one guy almost just drowns in chocolate. One of them gets blown up, like, and rolled out of the factory. One of them gets, yeah. like, eaten by squirrels, basically. To be honest, like, I, I, I actually admire that film for that, because at the end of this, yeah. I need to see them all come out of the factory. That's all I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, that's um, true, yeah. Like, Violet is super stretchy and blue, just permanently now. She's basically Misty. Um, and then you've got uh, Veruca Salt, who had to come out via the garbage. I sound American, but the, the, the yeah. you know, the rubbish shoot. There we go, that's the English The, the trash, the, the trash, trash shoot. The tr- oh, the trash shoot. It's so awful. Anyway, we, um, we don't we, we don't even use the word shoot, do we? Like, <laughs> I don't think that's a thing we say. No, no, we'll have been corrupted by American stuff too much now. It's, it's just, <laughs> just everywhere. It's everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just it's so odd. The entire mm. like, everything about it. Mike TV is tiny now. That's fine. I can cope with that. But he has been extracted from a TV. Justice Gloop is just round. I mean, he's round anyway, but like he's just and yeah, covered. In this, in he's just traumatized. That's. <laughs> to be honest with you, he probably comes off the best of it out of everyone. Yeah, yeah. Although Veruca Salt, I suppose, only just gets covered in rubbish. She doesn't actually die. Yeah, that's true. Covered. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, she comes out the best because she gets a lesson in uh, in uh, decorum, race and decorum, as uh, as he would say in uh, "Come Dine with Me." <laughs> Got a lesson in grace and decorum. Literally. I on it honestly, although I don't agree with anything that Willy Wonka ever does and I don't endorse it to anyone who's listening to the podcast. Basically, Veruca Soul deserves everything that's ever gonna come to her. <laughs> Just Yeah. No, that's true. She like in both versions of the film she's very unlikable. <laughs> if I ra- honestly, if I raised that child and it still made it to that age and I still had it under my roof, it would be a good job. <laughs> Just Natural selection should have taken that child out a lot sooner than Willy Wonka. <laughs> In fact, you know what? As you know, Augustus came out like the best out of everyone, and he was also like the least like hated child in the film, other than Charlie, of course. So, like, you know what? Augustus is fine. Yeah, go Augustus. He's um, he just likes his food. Let let him eat. You know, let him have his chocolate. To be honest, although. Veronica in the Johnny Depp version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is annoying. I don't understand her motivation because, to some degree, she's been raised in private school or she's homeschooled, whatever. She's some sort of hoity toity child. Yeah. Uh, which means she's probably still got a brain cell, right? But she still goes, no, no, no. I want a squirrel that does, that, that like, is trained. I don't understand the logic behind that. Because at least in the first one, in in the Gene Wilder creepy nineteen, whatever year it was, <laughs> Veruca Salt is like, oh my god, there's a goose that lays a golden egg. I want the goose that lays a golden egg. That's a cool concept because I, I even I can get that lays a golden yeah. egg. Yeah, like, it's cool. infinite money glitch. <laughs> exactly. Like that's really cool. That is a really really cool thing, and I can get why she'd want that because even I want that. But I don't understand. Maybe it's because I'm a person and I understand how animals work. But even I'm like. Okay, it's a squirrel that you've trained, but it's not going to be trained for you. Like th- th- there should be, there should be more brain function going through her character. Surely, I mean, maybe not, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, I think the the way you went with it in this movie was like they they kind of they're like poachers, right? The family's like a 
like a, a they have like prized yeah heads uh, on the wall and stuff and so she wanted like a, a cool animal that can do something for like i don't know daddy i've got a pony i want a squirrel <laughs> how is that equivalent that, that is my lot like, honestly if i was her dad i'd be like how is that the thing <laughs> i mean i've one or the other but personally i choose the squirrel it, it just the squirrel's more of a house pet i get that though like the pony's a lot of maintenance you need land you need to feed the horse which takes so much money the squirrel at least you could just like make an oak tree or find an oak tree and live near it and then you're like squirrel have fun um yeah, or you could have some of those like really high up like runs that people have around the, the oh, rooms that they yeah. can like run across. Mm-hmm. Squirrels are so cute. I love the way they like run and like how they have like the the arc shape as they <laughs> run. I just love that so much. Well, well leaping is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Tangent about squirrels, squirrels though. That's the third one today. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just specifically red squirrels because grey squirrels are an invasive species. Yeah, come on, up the red squirrel. Um. You can bring uh, it back. Man. Another thing America has corrupted is our squirrel population. <laughs> Damn you, America! <laughs> um, but either way, back to Willy Wonka, the psychopath. Because um, <laughs> he is, he just is a psychopath. Um, the arc of this character, like his character in this film, is like, oh, he finds love and he finds he doesn't have to be like such a loner anymore. He has a family, and it's like that's really sweet. But also, he still killed like well, he didn't kill them, but like. He's still not a great guy. I wouldn't want him living under my house. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, oh. just, I mean, he was traumatized by Christopher Lee, um, and I can so see how that would be. But hey, how true? Yeah, or Lord of the Rings for that matter. <laughs> yeah, any role that Christopher Lee plays is so intimidating. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> so I understand why he he was weird, but. Um, yeah, it doesn't give you an excuse to like lead some children to their death or their potential death. Like, if anything, you should. I, I mean, I suppose that's where it comes. Like, he was bullied as a child, so well, he was abused as a child, effectively. Um, didn't have a lot for himself. Didn't really think highly of. Him. And then he meets Charlie, who's kind of a kid who is so happy with the life he's got and doesn't really care about the money or the factory or anything like that. He's just like, like. I won the golden ticket. I'm taking my grandpa on a really good day. Yeah. And that's why he, he deserved to win it, I guess. Like, that's the... And yeah, I mean, I, I like how they still... You, like, I've just thought of this. Like, you, you say that he was already happy with his life. And then at the end, when they still have their house, but inside yeah. the factory, like, yeah. that's, that just proves it. Like, they're just content and they've they've won it, but I guess they didn't really want it. So they just they just right. took it as a... A thing because otherwise, when else is going to have to have it as their yeah. burden? It's like I don't know. It's it's a wholesome ending to kind of how how Roald Dahl books worked anyway. For anyone who didn't know, Roald Dahl wrote the version of wrote Charlie in the Chocolate Factory that is based on. Um, but like I don't know, the whole point of it, I guess, is to be happy with what you already have. <laughs> like anything else that comes your way, where hey, um, <laughs> which is a good yeah. issue to have. It's a good lesson to learn. But also, I want to know the logistics of how they moved that house into the factory because it was falling apart before, like, as the start of the film. So how did they manage that? That's my question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, like, even all of the kids are, like, kind of the same message. Like, Veruca Salt's, like, mega rich, so she doesn't need anything extra. No. 
And like Augustus is already, you know, is given all the, all the food he wants, and so he doesn't need an entire chocolate factory to make himself chocolate. Yeah, and wanted like however many trophies of chewing gum. Um, yeah, um, like Mac TV already like has his TV and his video games and whatever. He doesn't need the the new teleporty TV thing, like so he can make chocolate out of it. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an odd one. Um... Yeah, and the house the house is very Tim Burton. Like the their house just looks like when I think of Tim Burton I think of the the bucket house from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh... <laughs> yeah. No, it it really does. It really... if you think of Tim Burton, you think of his vibe and then you see the char- like the bucket house and you're like, Yeah, Tim Burton, fair play. <laughs> Dark, twisted and like oddly shaped. <laughs> yeah, not quite fitting in that box of normality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but no, it's just I don't know. Tra- like back to Willy Wonka, I guess he, it, he's a very strange character. The fact I don't know they gave Willy Wonka a like a, like a lot of layers of complexity, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think was a bad thing like uh, there are some characters like we say who need about need a bit information to them and i think it didn't hinder willy wonka to have a bit more to it um like to explain that his dad was a dentist who was obsessed with him not having any like any cavities or anything like that um and so decided to make it like to to be owner of a chocolate factory as like a way of getting back at his dad and i'm like you can understand the character a lot more from it i guess um and i feel like with the way that that they portrayed this version of the character like like we say is like kind of a, a reclusive sociopath mm. it, it might may have been kind of a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people especially with gene wilder's version and then whatever version is in the book and you know, it's kind of a yeah. bit of a different image and vibe from what we know already. And so having the backstory in there to explain it a bit kind of yeah. makes it easier to, to understand. Everything that he says is on a card and he doesn't really open and he doesn't really want to be around people. Like it's almost like <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> Will in twenty years, guys. Um, <laughs> but it's almost like he do, like He's doing it out of like well, he's doing it so someone else can inherit the chocolate tree, which means to some degree he's doing it out of obligation, not because he necessarily wants to. Um, and I don't know. I guess at least from how I look at the boot version, he looks like more of an extrovert, and like Gene Wilder's version is someone who like does roly polies and cartwheels, whereas Johnny Depp's his entire like his opening display is robotics. And like yeah. a display that way, it's very much Shrek, like the first Shrek film. Um, <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me that type of, or it's a small, like that. It really, <laughs> it's that type of like vibe from. Oh, um, now I'm wishing we got a gingy cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, nothing, <laughs> man. So, um, styling, styling. Of the character, very different to the book version. Very different to Gene Wilder's version. Um, yeah, it's a lot darker. Like he has a dark purple coat in the. It's a lot more like refined, I guess. Yeah, it, it's kind of more. 
I don't. How do I put it? It's it's high society, I guess. Yeah. Um, like the book version and Gene Wilder's are very much. He stands out because he's quirky and he's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost like Tim Burton's version, Johnny Depp's version, whatever, is almost he stands out because he's <laughs> he acts like he's better than everyone else in the place where they're living. If you, I mean, if you look at not only Charlie Bucket's house, but if you look at like the town Charlie Bucket is in, it's very yeah. stylistically, it's very black and white, it's very drab, it's very like bottom end of living. It's not, it's not like a bustling city. It's kind of like these are the outer suburbs. These are the places where, or like the inner city, should I say, where like there's there's people that live and that's fine, <laughs> um, but like. Everyone works themselves to the bone. There's not really a lot of money going out. There's enough to get people to go places, but there's not a lot. Um, yeah. And then Johnny Depp's character, uh, Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka, is very much, I'm in a high-end suit. I've got a my top hat. Um, I own the factory. I'm going to make it look like I own the factory. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I am a big CEO type of thing. No, even the factory is like... Although it's very Tim Burton, it's very um, like what's what's the word? Uh, uh, what's ah, uh, st- sterile. Yeah. Like it's like hyper modern almost. Like the like the squirrel room is just like white, and it's kind of like white and curved. So like the the kind of the curvy, um, architecture is kind of Tim Burtony because it's really kind of weird. But it's all yeah. very like sterile and white and everything's clean yeah yeah like nothing everything has a place and nothing is out of place nothing goes past its line almost um Mm. like it's all very clinically set out and i guess you could say that that's reflected in his character because the character's kind of his character wears like latex gloves he never takes it off really yeah um bar i think possibly two scenes or something like they're part not only are they part of his like uh, wardrobe they're a part of his character like so he's someone is almost a germaphobe like he doesn't he barely touches the children not just because they're kids which is understandable but because like the kids carry germs because mm. they interact with them so it's like it's stylist it, it, the factory matches the Willy Wonka in the sense that he's it, like it's a freak it, it's everything is exact and sterile and clinical like <laughs> um yeah, it's it's almost as if like with his reclusiveness that he kind of spent his entire time inside cleaning things like obsessively. Yeah. yeah. Um and like you could totally see that happen, like being a, a part of his psyche, I guess. So if that is everything about Willy Wonka. Um I think that's kind of everyone. Um I had got two more on my list, but they were they're, they're like smaller ish characters they're a lot darker and all i'd kind of say about them both is that they show his versatility really well um because they're very different to everything else we've talked about one is from sweeney todd um and the other one is ichabod crane from sleepy hollow um both very different to each other um but also both very different in terms of context to everything else because they are all more serious characters um also directed by tim burton would love to point that one out again (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no 
I guess thank you for listening to our kind of actor discussion. Extra long episode. Extra, extra long episode because we hadn't realised how much there is to talk about. Um, but hey-ho, you can listen to it on a long car journey. <laughs> and if you actually, if you liked this type of video, please let us know. Um, because to be honest with you, I actually really enjoyed doing this and like doing the research for it. Um, it was yeah. really fun. Uh, then well, obviously we could, we could probably do, do it for more actors. I was about to say, there are so many actors we could do it for. Um, even just in like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's so many actors going to like their entire um filmography um yeah but no, this was this was i think we both enjoyed it <laughs> you enjoyed it right <laughs> yeah um but yeah so if you would like to this let us know if you didn't like it let us know why um if you want to see something else let us know and as we've said over the next like two months there's going to be like a lot of in-depth discussions about things um coming next week is going to be kind of the start of that um because a another because a film is coming out very soon um <laughs> that <laughs> it's it's a very well known franchise and we haven't actually discussed it yet so we thought next week we're going to discuss uh that franchise it's it's an old franchise it's a prehistoric franchise um so <laughs> <laughs> but as always follow us on instagram follow us on tiktok follow us on twitter um leave us dms leave us comments leave us all good stuff and we will see you next week bye, bye.